0: Hello, this is Soul Hunter. You're listening to an episode of Power and Practice. You can find us on the web at powerandpractice.com. The episode you're listening to is a segment of a conversation that took place at Mast Manhattan around June 15th, 2015. I was invited out there to speak to them on multi-house hierarchies and interlocking power structures. We wound up having a fantastic roundtable conversation, and I really enjoyed everything about it now one of the things you'll notice is that the audio recording is a little noisy and the volume is a little uneven in places Um, the audio you're hearing was recorded on several microphones that we had scattered around the table i wanted to make sure we could hear everybody i did my best in pulling out noise and sort of leveling off the volume but i didn't want to really overly distort anyone's voices now i know from previous power and practice episodes that were recorded. Sort of on site in these sort of conversations that you guys find the information uh, worthwhile, even if the audio quality isn't perfect. So hopefully that'll be true for this conversation as well. If you'd like to hear more conversations among uh, the people I was with, they have a podcast of their own. You can find them at structuredbydesign.wordpress.com. There are some great conversations over there. They're funny, they're informative, um, they're good folks. If you like power and practice, I think you'll like their podcast as well. Enjoy the episode.
1: You know, um, they know, but I, uh, you know, I put myself out there for being open to having someone coming for part-time service. And what that really is, is it's a, because uh, they think it's weird or they laugh at me if but because I, I, I haven't actually done it with anyone yet. And and but it's a it's a thought process, right? It's I'm doing it because I don't know if I could do it, right? You know what I mean? So I want to try it, and I want to see if the experience might make me make my skills better somehow, right? Right. And by having a wider range of experience, uh, but so far the most I can get through is talking to someone and then being like, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not, I can't do this, right? You know, like, um,
2: yes. And I don't understand it, I don't understand, I, I remain fundamentally baffled why dominants don't avail themselves of it more often and why subs don't do it more often. Both owned and unowned, you know? Do so work. You, are, you, have, yeah, do work. you have an opportunity in your, uh, you know, there's space in your house for somebody to serve part time, right? Yes. Now I know you, I like you well enough. Target lives in Canada, which is unfortunate, but if she lived in Jersey, fuck, I'd send her over for a little bit of time because mm-hmm. she's going to get nothing but better and you're not going to kill her,
3: you know? Mm. So,
2: yeah. like, I don't have any idea why I wouldn't do that, you know what I mean? With someone I, I, know, I you know I like well enough, you know? And if I was, you know, a single, unknown sub again i have a different view of service and ownership but i don't understand why you know i wouldn't take those opportunities when I can. not for a month not for a year not for the rest of my life i'm just talking about go spend a couple of days with presuming i like you presuming you're not a total asshole presuming i've done my due diligence i don't understand why
4: because you know. a lot of people are still very insecure with themselves. Even if they're a dominant, they've been a dominant for years, you have some that not have that may not have mastered particular things. I feel like if I have someone that can fulfill a service for Sir Josh, I'm gonna send them. And guess what? I don't give a shit whether you like it. You're just gonna go and you're gonna tr- you're gonna treat him like you treat me.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And this story. Because he's not going to tell you to go stand in the middle of the fucking street because I, I don't care how cocky you are, Josh, I'll <laughs> find your ass. <laughs> but you get my drift. So right. I think it, a lot of times it has to do with a person not being secure with themselves. They're worried about this lady is going to like them better. Marie, Marie. You know what? And even if that was to transpire, that meant whatever you could give that particular person, you're at your freaking limit.
2: We'll let them go on. No, I, I agree, and I don't, I never understood it, you know? Um, you know, we had probably five or six people total come through, spend some time at the estate in the five years, four years, five years we were doing it, you know? and I get we were nobody, you know, and the five we had, it was a great experience, but I'm still surprised, I'll tell you, and I was 22 at the time, so whatever, young, naive, and stupid, but. I fully expected that we were going to start doing this shit and that people who didn't like what we were doing, because even then there were clearly many people who did not agree with me on how this worked, but that somebody else was going to go, well, I can do that better, and they were going to start training people in whatever their method was. You know what I mean? And somebody else was going to do it, and, you know, fucking... McDonald's and Burger King and Wendy's were going to spring up <laughs> and we were going to fight. Let's go tooth and nail. Let's see who can do this job. You know, Not like in a super hyper-competitive way, but I would have loved to show up at an MSC and see you know, some guy with an incredibly well-trained slave and see a little tattoo behind her ear of your fucking training house and gone back to my friends at the estate and they like, damn, you like really right. had this shit together. You know? What have we been turning out, you know? You know that is and both funny and really hot. Wouldn't <laughs> that have <laughs> been be the best thing yeah. <laughs> ever? You know what I mean? Just, you know, and we, what we ran right up against is stuff I, I still run up against. Not. Dude, I had a conversation last week with somebody who was under the impression. That you could not conceivably teach anyone anything about how to be useful for someone else. Like that, you could not conceivably teach Jane how Jane. to be useful. No, I'm picking a fictional. Oh, one. okay. Right, right? It was so close. And in. In yeah, she was sitting, well, that's why I looked to make sure there was nobody. Else. Oh, okay. Um, you know, <laughs> that you could not teach Jane anything useful about how to be more valuable to any of us. Really. Nothing. You've got literally nothing to share. Huh, okay, you know, and I I don't know if it's insecurity or this fundamental belief that what people have together is so unique and special that, you know, I can't make anybody better or you couldn't make my people better. I I guarantee you my people would be better for spending a week or two with you.
4: I think overall that concept of, the concept of sending someone out to someplace else, To get particular skills. I think that nowadays people feel like, um, you know, that's old stuff. That's not the necessary stuff. I'll teach mine, whatever it is that I need for them to teach. And the problem is, is that's perfectly fine. But there are skills that that can be taught to anybody that even if that dynamic is over, it still enhances who they are. The key is to enhance that person is, they shouldn't be the same when they came to you and leave the same they should have uh, gotten some new skills, some Mm. better skills something that's going to help them whether they're with you or not and I think that concept is just getting lost
2: I think a lot of the pushback comes from doms, I think a lot of it comes from subs you know, I, I don't speak of the great sub conspiracy often there is one and, and I, I, think a lot, I think a lot of the DS community's views on how we act is shaped by the whispered words in Caesar's ears at home about you know you know, I know a lot of dons who are like dude I would love to share my person with somebody else I probably would be great I'll lend her to you you fuck her sideways and send her home and I'll fuck her twice you know let's do this thing and then you know he spends two seconds with the girl and he's like, I don't like to share my toys. You know? She's, what she has is just for me. And I'm like, so what she did was whisper in your ear and play you and go, do you really want me on that guy the way I'm on you, boo? We this conversation. You know? Um, I, I don't know if we had this <laughs> conversation, but, I, but I was, that was actually
1: what I was, was going to say was that uh, I think what keeps a lot of people from doing it uh, and I think what a lot of people don't want to talk about and say is that it really comes down to sex I think if you went to someone and was like all she's going to do is my dishes they would be like sure no problem Yeah. but if you were, but if you were like she's going to come for a week and serve me then immediately I think both dominance and submissives Dom's and are like well, does that mean she's going to go over and fuck you? Or is that, you know, like, what does that mean? And, but they won't actually say it. So then they don't, you know what I mean?
2: But even if you take sex off the table, you'll find that a lot of dominants are incredibly enthusiastic about things that do not survive the first opportunity they have to be alone with their submissive. And, And there's a lot. Take sex out of it. You'll find that a lot of dogs in conversation will be enthusiastic about ideas that do not survive their first private conversation. Oh, their first it's private survival. conversation. It just doesn't survive. Mm-hmm. It's like a kid who wants to go out and then, you know, they go have lunch and they come back <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I can't stay out after six today, you know, and, like, you know, and, and that's natural and good. I, I, I say it in a funny way about it, but obviously the check and balance on how irrationally overbearing we get is the opinion of the people who are with us and judging us all the time, right? If I get so out of hand, I'm not worth the service of the people under me. That's an important piece of information for me to have. Yeah. So obviously their opinions filter up and shape how we, how we are. <laughs> But when you look at the community as a whole, you realize almost everything a lot of doms would want to do is off the table for reasons that sound reasonable and good if you're a sub.
4: Yeah, but what if it's about people who say, I am anonymous? That plays a big, big part. And I honestly believe there's a humongous population who, for whatever reason, think to be a monotonous Mm. and I say think because even if you have a play partner but you have a mate at home or a person at home that no longer makes you monotonous Mm. I mean technically of course in your mind you're going to say I'm monotonous but I also think that comes into play as well because that poly thing is not so great in a lot of people's minds mind in a lot of people's minds. And I think it's a lot of perceptions and I also think it's it's me, 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 how I how I say it's going to be, and it gets stuck on that. And that kind of can hinder the growth. I'm not saying it's not appropriate for you to say that you're monogamous. It's perfectly fine that you're right. But it also takes away from other kinds of knowledge as well that you can gain, that you may not be able to gain in just a monogamous type of dynamic. Can I have
5: some? Oh, go oh. ahead. No. Okay. No, I agree with what you're saying. Um, a lot of my friends are monogamous and that goes from head to toe and everything in between. So doing something for someone outside of their immediate dominant or master is then stepping into a poly realm to them, and it, it's all shut down, shut down. Let's talk. We can't function that way. Where you know, and I, and I mean, that's just their whole thing. It's like I'm devoted to this person. This is my monogamy right here. And and they it, it, it can't think that if for for me personally, my top services administrator, you give me something administrative, I can have it torn down, breaking down, have a project plan for you, giving it back, done. I'd like to do that. i like to share that with others. But they look at that as, oh, well, see, you're poly. You, you, you can do all those things. I need to focus on this person. So I agree with you. I, I think that in the subworld, <laughs> as you're saying, is that back conversation a lot. And then it's the anxiety that comes behind it because they can't separate the two. And then it may say, oh, well, if you're going to start asking me to do that for you, then you're going to ask me to do this, now sexual... And it just—they they all freaked out about it.
1: I think the other thing is, even even if you take sex out of it, I I often hear um, S types talking about how they need to love that person, right, or respect that person, or or look at that person very highly to serve them. Um, but if you're doing something like that, where you're sending them someplace else, really, what you're doing is you're doing you're serving somebody else, not because you respect them or think highly of them. You might, but really, it's because you respect the person who sent you there. Right. And um, and if you're someone who truly believes that you can't serve someone unless you love them or look highly on them, um, I could see that being a, a real. Uh, Roadblock for the, uh, you know, for the idea of going and, and serving somebody else, um, even if it's just to do their dishes for a week,
2: right? It's interesting because that's not an assumed, like even that's not an assumed um, act within the realm of authority. You know, I can think of any number of relationships where, because what we're really talking about is the idea of service as a resource, right? If if you're my resource, then I can allocate that resource to help my friend. That very concept that service is a resource is repellent and offensive to a non trivial part of the BDSM community. You know, I'm not an object. I'm not a resource. I'm your cherished partner.
1: You can be cherished because I, things, so. I was say, but, I but cherish any, my car. Anything <laughs>
2: right, but anything that speaks of property, object, service, mm-hmm. employee, anything that really implies a differentiation of hierarchy and time importance, um, really, really offends me. It's yeah. funny,
4: because uh, what
2: you're saying is, is
4: in the realm of where I do the education, you hear that a lot, I'm not an object. I, I submitted to one person and that's it, and oh yeah, I must be in love with that person, oh yeah, that's it. And I did not, when I signed up, I didn't sign up to share my stuff with anybody. Right. Whether it's resources or 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 just a simple service of doing something. I think service, a lot of the times, is not even ever on the table. Right. That's just not a conversation, Would I notice most uh, dominance coming in is though have no, that's not even in near their eyesight about service. It's simply about me, me, me and...
2: No, I think it's true. I I think, you know, this... And it's not a wrong way to structure it. It's fine. You know, It's but that idea that, you know, we... Are fundamentally equal objects within this realm. I just happen to like getting you soda, and you happen to like drinking soda. That's fine. You know, that's not that's not the world I'm living in. But I get it. You know, but in that world, then you probably don't enjoy getting him soda, and so you're not going to. And I'm not going to ask you to because that's you know whatever used to just be people would flat out refuse. Now it's emotionally damaging or whatever the fuck it is. But you know. But it, it, you know, so there are there is a split. There's this fundamental idea that some people do not really see what they're doing as somebody being in charge, and and that's fine. I just have nothing in common. We have no conversation about. Okay. So um,
6: a bit ago, you spoke about I don't know if this was a conspiracy thing, but about you were talking about. Um,
2: the Great Submissive
6: Conspiracy. No, that one, I, I don't know what that one is. I'm actually very curious about it, but maybe we can get more into that in a minute. No, I had actually written down a comment about what, what I had um, seen is, uh, or heard quite often in, um, in the community is uh, that only I, this is from a dominance or a master's point of view, only I can teach myself how to serve me. So you were talking about this idea of sharing and how people can learn from other households. And I think that's absolutely true. And I think one of the things that's actually extremely valuable probably from that is that fluidity that um, you know property can get from what you were talking about earlier about how you will be able to more easily um, you know, emotions are something they're so hard to contain. It's they're they're irrational a lot of times. And so but having that opportunity to serve in different places will allow you to have that fluidity of being able to move and be useful to other people, which kind of comes into that being useful to other people is if you view yourself like as property and if you think of yourself as being able to be more useful, then you actually are more valuable and that can be a really good esteem thing because now all of a sudden it's like um, I am really valuable property. You know, my uh, owner can, you know, give me out to people. It's not a matter of whether it's for sex or if you want to take sex. I don't, you know, want to tell people what to do in their relationships, whether it's like they have that they want to define that sex is off the table, but there's still so much more that can be learned from being in other households. And part of that can come from that fluidity, that ease that you will come into yourself and become settled in yourself in a, your service to giving that to other people. And yet again, even if it's a love thing and it comes into the whole, well, I'm in a relationship with a person. Again, if you are so useful and you are becoming more valuable, you would think in a healthy relationship, your owner will think, God damn, I really have the shit. This, this is, my property is so valuable. I can send her and, and she's like a great reflection wherever she or he goes. So it's like, I still always see like there's a positive thing in it if people would accept it. Whether you want to take sex off, even off that yeah. part of the table, there's so much that comes from it. This thing you were saying about, um, even about with the poly versus mono, I think that is a people, something people get confused about that uh, there's like poly in many different ways. It's like you could have, poly that, yes, is sexual or intimate, but if you take that out, then people will be like, no, I'm monogamous, um, I don't have sex with other people, but yes, you're having scenes and you're having play that may not be sexual in nature, but even if it's like a physical things, like plugging this and that, that's still so you're poly in your play, you're a mono in your sex. Um, so, and it could be in service. If they don't see that just because you're giving service, it's like, I don't really view that as poly to me, that's just part of service that, I don't know, to me, I'm just part of service. I never really thought about that before as being poly in my service, because I would still, in theory, you never know unless you belong to a household where there's multiple people or something, um, you know, that basically it's just, if you're serving, again, even I'm one of those people that likes to have an emotional connection to the person, and I need to have respect for that person. But still, it's like, if we were having a relationship and you were telling me you're going to Josh's house and you're going to serve him, Because I have deep, you know, feelings Mm -hmm. for you and I want to make you look good, I would go to Sir Josh's house and hope that I did well. Because it's still, you know, it's it wouldn't be yes, I would be providing you service, but it wouldn't I don't need to have an intimate connection to you to want to make her happy, so to speak. That's all I got.
2: I think there are like two real reasons why people seem to overall everybody I've talked to that doesn't agree with that idea that um, you can be or learn to be more useful outside of the realm of one particular person you're learning to be useful to. From the tops, um, I think it really comes down to either A, we just don't share any idea of what service is. Because every example they have is not what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? It's like, well, how can you teach Jane how I like my eggs in the morning? And I'm like, I'm not going to teach her shit about how you like your eggs. I'm going to teach her how to cook. And then she's going to watch you have eggs, and then tomorrow they're going to be dead on. Deal with it. You know, I don't need to teach her. But they're so they're only looking at a very surface concept of what service might be to start with, or they're desperately hoping if people are under the impression they don't fit anywhere else and can never fit anywhere else. That then they will never leave. You know, if I if I shaped you for me and nothing you earn for me is of any help to you to someone else, then you'll never leave just mine, you know, Um, and it it seems to come down to one of those two things, you know, because everything else is surface, you know. Interestingly enough, you you mentioned the sex thing, we never did, we took that entirely off the table when we were doing training with people to begin with, Um, and it had a lot to do with just avoiding that conversation because at the time we were the only people even talking about doing this sort of thing. And everybody's like, so your plan is to just bang everybody else's girl? <laughs> like, okay, well, we're not doing that. But B, the last thing in the world I need is somebody going home next week and deciding I fucking raped them. You know, I don't wanna, I'm not leaving any DNA. I'm never, you know, screw that noise. You know, I don't need you that bad. We're just going to deal with this other stuff. Um, but I think it does tend to simplify things if you take that out. Good question.
4: You said. Um before that some people don't even see it as someone being in charge. So
2: then, what is it? I think they think they've just managed to find complimentary enjoyment that doesn't imply a hierarchy. And, and to some people, they have. Just um, regular... my drink? kinky boyfriend
3: yeah, just girlfriend? Just boyfriend? It's <laughs> not even because even kinky boyfriend oh. kinky girlfriend, I would relate that to a scene-based thing, and a scene-based thing. You still have someone who's calling the shots. Well, even if it switches on. No, at all.
2: you're 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 right, and I, I and in almost all those cases, for very short periods of time during scenes within very constrained environments, um, they're willing to concede that someone's making decisions. Um, but that's as far as it goes for a lot of people. They're just they bounded it down that way, you know, where it's like, you know. If somebody's driving and somebody's giving directions in the end we have to concede that someone's driving the car but for the most part nobody thinks of that as a control hierarchy you know um, but it is you know because I can turn us into the oncoming traffic and you can't so you know I'm in charge um, but you know, I, I, a lot of people just don't they just don't think of it that way or, or no, I think they genuinely don't possess it they, if If I was to the unspoken reality of my life is that my time is more valuable than that of the people who serve me. you know it's otherwise service becomes pointless. I'm not asking anybody to do anything I can't do I'm asking people to do things I don't have time to do, uh, so obviously, my time under these circumstances is more valuable in this context than yours. As a human being, hey, you're clocking away to death like the rest of us, and I get that you have every right to spend your time as, as you choose. You know? You've know, you chosen, though, that you're gonna help me, but my time is more valuable. My decisions are more important than yours. My we've together decided that I'm right and you're wrong if push comes to shove. I say A, you say B, we do A. Uh It's um,
4: really interesting because what I've been hearing is uh, with the folks that I deal with is that it's interchangeable. If they see something that needs to be done, they'll do it. If I see something that needs to be done, I'll do it. The only time that we have any kind of power dynamic is if I'm always on top. Other than that, what I basically hear on a regular basis is that there's no need for having
2: someone to have more authority over the other. Mm -hmm. It takes away from from the balance of our relationship, not dynamic, relationship.
4: Right. Okay, so it takes the balance away. So, and a lot of this I've heard in the last two years. This is how people um, express what their dynamic is about. It's just whatever needs to be done, I'll do it or they'll do it. And it throws me. I don't have a right to place an opinion on what anybody else does, but what it makes me think. So we're just squandering away things that makes me a fossil. The ideas, the concept of, well, yeah, it's authority. It's a power exchange. Usually that means someone's, even in most regular relationships, someone
3: has 55%. Right. <laughs> it's, I've not
4: yet seen a 50-50 anything.
2: You know, I, I, I think I have a better answer for you, um, yeah. Roseanne. Um, I think that the reason why you're seeing, you might think of it as people that just don't want to use the term, and I'm seeing it as people who don't have the term to use, so I think it's genuinely not applicable, is to me, these are people where the, the nominal top has no... Ability to impose a consequence if the behavior behavior doesn't suit them So it's it's not just that they're not using the term It's that I don't see them as being in a position of hierarchy and even like what you would think of as normal partner Consequences are closed off So to me we're in a hierarchy if you know, I say a you say I'm not in the mood for a right now and I can choose to let that go you know, that's fine, a lot of times I do. But I could also choose to not be okay with that and go, well, that's fine. You know, then you're gonna, you know, have dinner alone and I'm gonna go watch TV, you know? And in the relationships I'm talking about, the mere implication that there would be a negative consequence to disagreement is met with, you know, well, I just wouldn't tolerate being treated that way. I would just, you know, who is he to decide? whether I'm right or wrong in saying no. And that's where I I just, I don't see even a hidden, I don't see even a hidden hierarchy in a lot of these. Um, Does that that make more Mm -hmm. sense, is that a better answer? Yes. Sounds like a very confusing life, but yeah. (laughs) Well, and that's part of the great submissive conspiracy. What is. This is the Great Conspiracy. No, it's a joke, (laughs) obviously. But this is the great submissive (laughs) conspiracy of our age right now is those kinds of relationships which normal and it's you know, that idea that you know, there used to be there was a time when you could have an open conversation about actually punishing someone who disobeyed you. Mm -hmm. You could actually talk about you could talk about in terms that mattered. But look around the conversation now, and what you'll see is that more and more, and it's coming from the language is coming from the S-types, where it's, you know, some dude on, somebody asked on FetLife the other day, she had annoyed her owner and he didn't talk to her for 12 hours, and the universal decision was that was emotional abandonment to abuse. Wow. 12 hours? 12 hours. 12 hours. 12 hours? 12 hours. 12 hours. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> and I guarantee you... That's it like a was, long day at work. But <laughs> it was not the dominance who decided that that was abandoned. Mm-hmm. So, right. Yeah. That, was the, that was the substance. That's the language that comes up from that thing. And but it's a natural thing. thing. If, you're, if you are a group of people who in a group, traditionally speaking, don't have overt power what you do is manipulate context.
3: So, they,
2: yeah, yeah that, that, happens that
1: happens in any structure we've seen right. in history. So, the words is. we yeah.
2: use and the, the, the frame we see this through comes from the subs. And we only have conversations within that framework. Like
3: I was going to say that's the epitome of talking from the bottom. Um, you know, framing it that way so that they become this special butterfly and you're emotionally hurting me when it's just better for someone to you know, beat the shit out of them, they have the punishment, and then you move on. Mm-hmm. But it takes something over the top to be able to do that. And I think that power, that takes away the power from the top to do that, um, which is unfortunate. And then you have something like a marriage, you know. Um, but um, I also was going to ask, in uh, dealing with people who you had shared authority with, did that, because I often talk about the people I hang out with that we're rubbing against each other, so our dynamics are rubbing against each other, and either you're rubbing and you're getting smoother and better, or you're rubbing and you're crying, <laughs> you know, I mean they're crying all the time, but you know, um, you're rubbing and when I say crying it's because you're not getting better, or you're, you're seeing that reflection of yourself that may not be what you thought it was. And so that rubbing isn't good. Right. So in the context of you being with people that you shared authority right. with, was that ever the case where we're the ones who are the masters? And so we're gonna call each other on our shit. Oh. It's gonna hurt so absolutely. bad that you're gonna wanna go and cry.
2: <laughs> no, because and because we're all theorists and bloggers and authors and educators and we are talking all the time. Right? So what would happen is, you know, I would be absolutely allowing something stupid to go on in my house. You know, like, like I was just getting played and or I didn't want to be bothered or I made any one of those million human decisions where I'm just not going to deal with this shit right now. I got other shit to deal with. She's basically doing well. I'm going to let it go. You know? And what should have been a nice, easy, I'm going to let it go. It turns out it was something important. But because I am who I am, or we, you you know you you know. we all collectively are who you could sit me down and have a completely reasonable conversation, and I could weigh on you a perfectly good theoretical justification that was completely consistent with everything I'd ever said about why it was okay for her to simply never get any drink that had lime in it. That it just made perfect sense, you know, and it was bullshit from top to bottom. I just, she just didn't like lime, and I didn't want to deal with it. Thing was going okay and I was letting it go and you absolutely would get sat down you know and they're like dude the lime shit <laughs> not mine, you know what I mean you know now look if you just want to look us in the eye and go she's really good in bed I'm not going to fuck this up over lime great let's talk about that you know we'll lose a little respect for you but we'll we'll, we'll yeah. have, you know but we can have that conversation but this thing where you're crazy and you think you're doing it right, and you're like, oh, fuck. All right. You know, um, and the result of those conversations on at least two occasions was the termination of service. You just you, know, you look at the relationship and you go, I have let this go far longer than it should have ever gone mm-hmm. because it was basically convenient. And that's fine. But I can't live up to what we're trying to do collectively that way, you know. Um, So, okay.
1: I'm curious how long of spending time together before you guys got to the point where having someone sit you down and calling you on your bullshit was um, not necessarily comfortable, because I think that always sucks no matter what, but, like, but, but something that you know was tolerable and accepted within the group, you know what I mean?
2: I think it was probably between six months and okay. maybe it pretty quick, I guess, as these yeah. things go. But it was in the nature of the relationship from the beginning. You know, there was, was a lot of very um, good natured but somewhat real uh, abuse, like cross abuse, you know? Um, The way I let you know that I knew who you were as a person that I got you um, was by finding something you loved and hurting you with it, a little, you know? So like if you really love my little Pony, You understand me. Right, right. I I couldn't, the arrow couldn't hit right if I didn't know Right. Like where the hole was. Yeah. You know? So then it just became relatively easy to just to have that a little bigger and go, you know, dude, I can't believe, you know, you're letting her get away with that wine thing. And I'm like, I know, dude. And he's like, no, really. Just that, I cannot believe you're, <laughs> oh
1: you're oh. like oh we're not we're not fucking around <laughs> right now okay.
2: right, right, right. I'm like good one yeah. like, no, no no fist bump we're, yeah. we're, you know. oh okay
6: so I had a question that you were talking about we'll, we'll stick with the line so you're saying that um, there was times when you terminated the um, service relationship but why is it that you just didn't correct the yeah. line behavior was the behavior not correctable or has things uh, gone so off that you,
2: you yeah it, the, the fundamental foundation had gone so wrong um, and it wasn't like I didn't do it in like, you're out of my life. You know what I mean? It was this tower doesn't mean anything valuable at the moment. Well I'm, the
6: thing is is that I'm thinking, isn't it your fault because you didn't correct the Oh, absolutely the it was my so fault. So why why terminate it instead of instead of correcting? It's what the thing you is is if,
2: and and the thing is is if I build a building that's 500 stories tall and I fucked up the basement. We can all agree that I fucked up the basement, but your apartment on the 500 floor, it still has to go. So the best thing I can do for you is not cut you out of my life. I can go, look, that coward doesn't mean what it should mean. Our context isn't what it should be. We're going to get rid of that. but. You live with me. You're still welcome to live in my apartment. You're welcome to, you know, we'll go to the movies, we're going to do what we do. And every day, you are welcome to look for opportunities to be useful and I will give you opportunities. And we'll start from here, we'll just go. Because she wasn't being mean to me, I just had fucked it up know, I let it go. But a lot of people don't decide, decide that that's not what they're, they're not going to jump back and go. So, you
6: tore down the building, you deconstructed to reconstruct, or you just chose to deconstruct? No, I'm, I'm,
2: I would have been happy to reconstruct it if it, if it had gone, you know, if those people had been, um, one of them was mine, one of them wasn't. If those people had been willing to go from there, you know. Um, but it's such a, you have to understand what a massive context switch that is. From someone who um, was used to intimacy and influence and all those trappings of affection. And the only way to get that foundation fixed again was to reestablish a couple of core concepts. You know, my attention is a privilege. My time is a privilege. And getting to know me in any sort of an intimate level is rare. So once everybody's lost sight of that, the only way to get it back is to pull all that shit back, drop all the walls back down, and go. You know, we're living together. You know, I'm going to go watch fucking. You know anime, and I know I'm gonna go watch anime. We both want you to grab some popcorn and go watch anime, but my bedroom is my bedroom again. So I'm going in there, I'm gonna close the door, and if you're a really good girl on Friday, you can come watch anime. Meanwhile, for the next week, I'm in there watching fucking TV on my own, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you know. You're <laughs> looking at the door. You know, you're <laughs> like, I'm I'm
2: you're so like oh, God. fuck yeah and and, you know and it sucks for me and it sucks for them and it sucks for everybody involved you know and it's at that point where this was one of those bullshit conversations was I did that reset and I let her in right away sleeping in my bed again you know and they're like why is that I'm like my house my girl my rules I can do whatever the fuck I want why if I want her next to me why shouldn't she be next to me and they're like and that's fine you know if you're boyfriend like, but if you want to be in charge then you're going to have to suck it up and be alone for a week and I'm like I don't want to be alone you know but you gotta, you, know, you gotta do yeah. doing whatever you want doesn't always mean you can do whatever you want and that was a hard lesson for me um, because it was handed to me in terms of consistency and I refuse to be held to consistency so because it usually comes together it's like you know you can't hold someone to standards if you're not going to punish them every time they don't do it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and that's fine, but I'm not actually training dogs, I'm training people. And The difference between people and dogs is they can theorize long-term consequences, so I'm going to just assume that she figures out that just because I'm not going to beat the crap out of her today doesn't mean at some point in the future I might not beat the crap out of her because, again, I'm not training a cat. You know, I'm I'm dealing with a person, and this is one of those benefits of working with people. Now, the jury's out on whether I'm right on it. You know, other people have had much better results than I have doing it the other way. But I refuse to accept consistency. It's part of my mantle of power. Um, So they would go like, dude, you have to be consistent about this. So for a long time, I would refuse to accept consistency. And the thing I threw out with it was internal discipline. Because consistency is internal discipline, right? I'm going to punish you every time you do something wrong. To me, the problem with that is I don't really want to stop what I'm doing every time. You know, every time you don't put my bottle down the right way, I am not going to interrupt what I am doing and paddle you. Just not. I don't have that kind of discipline personally. But that doesn't mean all discipline goes out the window. You know what I mean? So I really fell into this trap of. I'll do whatever I want when I want, how I want. She'll just kind of, you know, be better. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I can't do that, you know? <clears throat> but that was one of those sit-downs, it was absolutely that way. You know, was I I I tore down, and then we kind of kissed and made up, and then everything went back the way it was supposed to, you know, was before, and obviously that can't change. You can't change frames that way.
1: Um,
2: just to... Um <laughs> Because I know,
1: for me at least, when I used to hear you talk about this stuff, um, I had similar questions to what Karita had until I until I realized that I think one of the keys is that for um, for you, Soul Hunter, that you don't when you end service, you don't actually end a relationship with a person, uh, which is you, should, which is not. What, at least from what I observe, what most people do, right? Right. Um, so, 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 it does sort of, uh, um, so, um, so within that context, I think it makes more sense that you would end service because of the line, right? Rather right. than spending the time to see if there's a way to fix it. Because,
2: no, it's true. The only, because it's not, a, you know, it's not yeah. an end. The only promise I've ever made anybody,
0: in since I was exceedingly young, as
2: far as a relationship, was you'll always be able to talk to me. Like I won't change my number, you'll be able to reach me, um, and that was always in context of no matter how badly you fuck up, you can always you'll always have an opportunity to make it up to me, and that's as close as I can come to going, no. I'll love you forever. You always have the chance to be better, prove better, redeem yourself. Somehow or another, as long as we talk, you can make that happen, you know. Um, and because, but yeah, the I, these relationships are so separate, you know. I love who I love, and that has nothing to do with whether or not they're serving me. And people that serve me, serve me. Now, obviously, the people who are going to live in and serve me, I'm probably going to love because I'm human, and I wouldn't spend 24-7 with people I wasn't in love with in my apartment, that would be a little nuts. Um, so they tend to run together, but I'm very aware, I know it's not common for people to think of it as dangerous, but I find that to be dangerous as hell. You know, my, my service decisions, my, the decisions of my service choices are constantly influenced by my emotional connection to the people under me. I'm ruthless about keeping it separate. Um, because it's not the same relationship. It's not the same relationship ethically, even to me. Um, just because I love you or just because you love me does not give you a claim on authority or me any claim to tell you what to do. It can't. So that I love you is necessarily separate from our relationship. Now, from the subside, I totally understand it's probably different. Anyone I admired enough to grant service to, I would probably love. Like, just me, if I was, if I was a, a son, oh. anyone I was willing to dedicate my life to, I would probably have to be in love with, right? I mean, I, I, I don't know if it's true for her, but for me, I can see that maybe it's <laughs> a little different. And good for you guys, but I, I probably couldn't do it. You know what I mean? I would, I would have to be in love with someone to do it. Um...
5: Respect definitely. Yes.
6: Wait, yeah.
2: Respect. Yeah. Her and I Yeah, respect. but the love thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's I, you know. No, good for you. Good. I couldn't. Yeah, do love it. is good. Um, but but, they, but I constantly I'm like, I'll like i like want to give somebody an order or want to do that context thing where I have to keep a little distance, and it's very hard for me when I'm when I'm really in love with somebody I get all fuzzy, like a little bit around the edges, and then I have to just figure out which one's more important to me. And then I
5: shut it down. Coming back to something we were talking about a a little earlier, too. Over the years, have you seen that, um, I'm going to call it a melting pot, that everything is kind of in this pot now. People are getting relationships and um, (laughs) calling them dynamics and, you know, nobody knows what service is anymore. And because of the... I'll label it new age that's come about. Is that kind of leading to a lot of the fuzziness? And we won't mention that, but, you know, now it's all this romance that's in it. And it, it, it it's, it's not straight. It's not clear anymore. And I think a lot of people, and it may start from the submissive side. It might. But it is. It's, it's a lot of the romantic eras of it and, you know, Yo, know, he's my dog. <gasps> and the birds start singing in the background. The- <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I see, but, but would you think that that kind of has a lot to do with the melting pot that's kind of evolved?
6: It
4: goes, uh, for me, it goes back to um, we live in a world where there's one million shades of gray. In between Yeah, things. that's what I was One talking about. One million but. shades of gray in thoughts yeah. and concepts and how we apply things and words and all of that stuff. When I think, when I really enjoyed um, the lifestyle, it was black and white. Okay.
3: Um,
4: no gray.
3: No gray. <laughs> <laughs> black saw, and white but yeah, you did communicate. Yes, you
4: did compensate. But yes, you did come to agreement. And yes, there was clear, there was a clear understanding as to yes, a dynamic is relationship, but it's a little different for what we're applying to it and what we're making it. I don't so much think that concept is really out there anymore because it's a lot of things that's based on instant gratification instead of working to get where you want
1: to be. Um. All right, so first, we only got 20 minutes, so I don't really got time to be touching <laughs> that <Correct>. shit. <laughs> <laughs> you just said, Uh But I, I will just say that, uh, that if you're looking at a very small town or part of a town, I would agree with you, but um, with the rise of the internet and different towns and cities connecting more, we're actually more homogeneous now than ever before. But we can spend days talk, arguing about that another time.
3: Okay, we don't have to argue about it, but I need to oh. say this one thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 27. Okay, no, you go ahead. I was just
2: going to say, um, yes and no. Mm. You know, um look, I've but I came in right at the beginning of the homogeneous period, right? So 1982, I'm, 1981, I'm 13, I'm on CompuServe, I'm in the BDSM chat rooms on CompuServe. And I'm, nobody knows I'm 13, right? And I'm writing posts. I could take any one of them today and put them on FetLife in the same argument I was having at 13, you know? Who has the ultimate power? Who's actually in charge? What You know, so I, I mean there's, the detail shifts around and some things rise and fall and you know, you look at the people that get asked to speak at places you know, I go in and out of fashion as things go you know, and, and that's fine but in the broader sense I don't think it's I don't think anything significant moved at all because I could transport any FetLife thread now to back when I was 15, and everybody would be able to say exactly what they were saying all along through it. You know? So the big arguments, big conversations, and that shift, including, by the way, a bunch of people sitting around going, it used to be more, you know, <laughs> the good old days, it was clearer, you know, um, but I just don't know when those ever
3: yeah. yeah, I think, I because what I was going to say is I think that it depends on, like, who you hang out with. Mm-hmm. Right? So, um, the people I hang out with, there are different shades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like there are different shades, and I think that it depends on the people you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. Like, if you surround yourself with people who are into romance novels. I mean, you know, in the 90s, it was the marketplace. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like um, I think it depends on how you define it and how the people that you um, associate yourself with define. It. For me, that's all that really matters. All that other stuff out there, it's so it's good because I have been and gone to places and have said things where literally people have said you're abusing her. You're, you know, and I'm like, okay, and I go to dinner and I go home and I abuse her some more. You know, it's it's what I do with my. So, um, and those people, I think, once you let those people matter more to you than the crew that you may hang out with or yourself, then they, I think it becomes this melting pot thing. You know, I tend to look at the melting pot and go, look at them. Look at them. That's nice. I, I mean, I like the melting pot. I think it's a, it's a great thing. And there are times where I can go into it and be like, oh, I'm doing my thing, you know, which I have done and, and have people gasp. Uh, um, and, <laughs> and uh-huh. you know, and that's fine. Um, but I think it's a, it's a choice of how it gets really fuzzy because you're saying you could take something, you know, yeah. in 81, I was 18, and you're right. You can take the same IRC chat there and put it someplace, and it's the same. It's like the chicken or the egg, which came first? I don't know. For me, the
4: behaviors are distinctly different distinctly different and understanding the concept of whatever it is you're practicing is, it has that me, me, me thing. I keep going back to that me, 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 how I define it, how I work it, it doesn't matter whether it's safe, it doesn't matter whether it jeopardizes anything, it's just me. for me, yeah, what I do with mine is my business, but I also need to understand that when I choose to do this, how I behave in public and what I do, it, it can cause a whole bunch of trouble. I think that concept is just gone. We can we we can look right now at all the law cases that's coming along. Okay? So yes I get community doesn't really do all of that, but there was a thing about respect, What I do. But I also need to respect why I can do what I can do. I Let me say that.
1: Yeah.
3: you come over and some
1: all right, let me change the topic. Um, one of the things I really liked, like you said earlier, um, that I kind of held off on because I was um, I, I, I thought that there'd be more of a clear line from when we went to actual like conversation than or, you know, so I sort of held off. But so I want to go back on is um, the story you told with uh, Amiga. Uh, uh where uh flag was like if my if if my immediate order supersedes, mm. then I can tell you to go to the desert. Right. And um and I thought what you said was really interesting, which is the, the the part where well part of trust is that there is a chance for betrayal. Um but I think what it also uh what I really liked about that was that it's not even about how Amiko would necessarily feel about Flag, but if Amiko feels that you're a judge, good judge of character, which presumably she would, because otherwise why the hell would she listen to you, right? right. Um, then, then in the end, it, really the question is, does she trust you and your judge of character that flag would it be would be someone trustworthy to give that kind of authority right. to, right? And uh, so yeah, I, I, for me, I, I kind of I really like that because it, uh, it um, while it while obviously it's a theoretical extreme that the that the, 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 the idea that 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 theoretical extreme is possible uh, really does put into question. Well does this person, is this person the type of person I want to have authority over me? Do I actually trust my master enough that I'm gonna not just follow what he says but if by following what he says it's also trusting his judge of character of other
2: people you yeah. Know? Well yeah I mean I think there was you know and it comes up a lot in the context of like limit conversations but you know do you trust my judgment in absence of your judgment and that's to me it's a critical question, and that's one of those things you know the theoretical the theoretical uh, model that used to run around for a long time was popular for a little while and then fell off because it's impossible to even talk about now, but you take Kamiko, and uh, one of the things we used to know is uh, you know would you um, would you kill someone if I told you to kill him, would you kill them? And she like, I don't know you know and I'm like, well." Let's start from the first principle. Would you ever kill someone? Sure. I can imagine people so bad or so violent or so dangerous that I need to kill them. Okay, great. So now will you take my word that someone you've never met satisfies those requirements? Oh, well that sucks. Ah, now we're talking about shit that matters, right? Because that's the thing. Will you take my judgment? Will you just trust me? and? The reason it ties into the limits thing is because you know, at the time we were all trying to collectively figure out what you know limits meant and how we were going to talk about it, how we were going to use them. We were training people and what their limits meant, and you know, it came down to this idea that um, the only conversation that's useful about limits was: Do you trust that I'll never ask you to do anything that you're ethically unhappy with? Right. As long as we can agree on that then you don't ever have to second guess anything I tell you. Which means, from my point of view, your service is limitless. It's never going to be literally limitless. Because no matter how you manipulate someone, there's, there's always a hole in the manipulation. It's the way humans make decisions, right? Um, you know, no matter how much I, every serial killer in the world has somebody they won't kill. <laughs> you know, it's their mom, their priest, their whatever, right? So there's always a hole. So humans always have a limit. So the only thing that matters from my point of view is that your limits are entirely inside my request set, and I don't care, and you can relax and not care. So as long as you can relax, that I'll never ask you to do anything you would, if you were in the fullness of all the information I had, unhappy about, then you can just stop worrying about it. We can get on with what we're doing, right? And that's, but that's that thing, right? And then because the other question, well, what if you're wrong? What if I shot the UPS guy, and it turns out he was not a serial killer, and I go to jail forever, and I'm like, <laughs> I was wrong, sorry, honey, you know? Um, and it was like, well, so you mean you're, oh, uh, you know? And they're like, so you mean you're infallible? And I'm like, no. I don't need you to think I'm infallible, I just need you to think the margin for my error is at least as good or better than yours, because you might shoot the fucking UPS guy, thinking he was coming to kill us and he wasn't. So it's not like you're perfect, you know? So, you know, but, so yeah, it's like, if you're gonna trust me, the more you trust me, the more possibility there is that I'm wrong and you're wrong and then you're gonna go to jail. And by the way, you're going alone, because there's no value at all in me telling them I told you to shoot the UPS guy. You know, FYI, because you're still going. So, I, uh, you know.
1: Me <laughs> telling them that isn't going to get right. you out. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you have a 15 year opportunity to serve. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but but it's interesting to just even have that conversation with people. And because it's obviously theoretical, you can't really figure it out for sure unless you're going to, okay, unless you're flagged. But, you know, you can. You know, presumably hypnosis allows you to do things that I'm not skilled enough to do with people and find out how they're going to react in circumstances that, that are purely fictional. But, um, but even have that conversation with someone and try and see if they can get their head around that thought. And it's interesting. It's funny to watch. Particularly people are thinking about the circuit. What would you do if I told you to shoot someone? Like, you're fucking out of your mind. This conversation's over. Okay, well, will give it up. We save ourselves a lot of time. Right. The other thing that I, um,
1: that I wanted to touch on was um, how you said that part of sharing service with someone else also required a certain amount of trust from the owner's point of view. In the sense that, um, and I, I actually wrote down a little note to remind myself, and I, I think what I what I wrote was like a spy, and I actually like underlined it and circled it. <laughs> was that really? Amazing? It was. It was like that. Yeah, it was like that important. I was like, damn, that, I was like I didn't even think of that, but like, yeah, like if Jade came to my home, you know, uh, presumably uh, she has similar things that Roseanne does, which means that like Roseanne comes home. And tells me about like her work and all that stuff. So if she went and did service at somebody else's place, she would come home and tell me about her service. Right. Which would then be like, Yeah, I had to clean the toilet. I gotta tell you, that thing little wasn't clean for like right, months. Right, right. right. Or something like that. Right. Like That's brutal. <laughs> you know, or, um and and you haven't spent much time talking to Roseanne, but Roseanne can be harsh when she talks about me. So like so she would totally be like, I don't know what they're doing. You know, yeah. like but uh you know or whatever. Um so um yeah I I, I guess I guess maybe that's something that I don't know if it's something that would keep me from shipping her out to just anyone, but it would definitely be um well I guess the problem would be me shipping her out. It would be someone coming to my place. Um uh but more than that is that I'd have to at least, like the owner enough that um, that if my place that if I don't know that if my shit was all fucked up, yeah. they would at least come and be like, "Dude, what's going on with your place?" Because I hear it's like all fucked sure. up. <laughs> like, what are you doing? You know, like rather than just like keeping yeah. quiet, and, you know.
2: Well, what we found was it was it was actually incredibly strengthening for the, the core relationships. And I've, it, it formed the basis of my intimacy as reward, you know, concept from then on. Which, what you found was, you know, if, uh, you know if, if, if you sent Roseanne over to my place for a little while, and I sent somebody to you, and we did an exchange thing for a little while, what you would find is that after Kamiko or, or Targa went home, you might find that you didn't ask them to clean your bedroom, for instance, and you might get asked why. Well, why haven't you cleaned have the bedroom? It's like, oh, they're not coming in here. Mm, okay. You know what I mean? That's you know, and because that's vulnerability, right? It's um, mm-hmm. you know, assuming that we're not our, um always at our best. All every minute of the day right then to me intimacy is the more I'll allow people I'll risk people seeing more and more and more of what I'm like more of the time right so that's the intimacy that's the bonus of being my property over time as opposed to that girl that comes in for a week you know here's the difference is Congratulations, you get to clean the toilet. You know, <laughs> it's, it's like, why is that special again? Right. Because I'm not letting her see what my bathroom is like. I'm just not. She's, oh, not gonna, she's not going to see that, you know, I'm not fucking capital S soul hunter every second of the day, you know? Um, so that's for you. That's, you know, now obviously you can't slide past a certain point or then they don't want to clean your shit either. You know, but but there's a difference between the face you show perfect strangers and then your friends and then people and people, and that's... So what you found was far from people being jealous when another sub would come in to train with you for a couple of weeks that they started to become vividly aware of how their position was more secure, intimate, that they had access that just a servant doesn't have, that they had... Um, that that connection mattered that it was different that they weren't simply replaceable with anyone who happened to be able to do the housework um, and it turns out it's not the physical things it's the trust yeah. I'll allow you to serve me at times when that might shake other people's faith yeah you know yeah. Um, I think
1: yeah You're, you won't always see me showered congratulations right. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, that's right yeah. you know because
2: there are okay. a lot of people who do everything I ask them to do as long as I am on my, at my best. Mm-hmm. And that's great, you know, and they are what they are, you know. But the dangerous thing there is, you know, then it's easy to fall into a cycle where the reward for good service is less diligent ownership.
1: I was just going to ask that. I was going to say, how do you keep it from becoming the reward being, like, you get to see me unchowered, to I you, never shower. You, you get to, yeah, to, to basically, your reward is I'm lazy when it comes to you, but yeah. I'm on my game when it comes to up No, you else. just got to stay on top of that shit. Yeah, okay.
2: Because I've had that conversation too, where it's like, you know, I really love the intimacy, but it'd be really nice for you to get on top of your shit every now and then <laughs> and do the scene with me the way you did with, you know, What's Her Face. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're right. That would probably be useful.
3: Yeah.
2: Of course. You've seen what's-her-face, right? So, you know, <laughs> just FYI, we could both pick it up a little bit, right? I'm just, just, just saying.
1: We do have literally eight minutes, so if someone has one last question or anything like that, otherwise uh, we should clean up, back up, get out of here.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Power and & Practice. And remember, you can always find us on the web at PowerInPractice.com.